Whether packing for a destination vacation or planning a staycation, Macy's has everything you need. Summer's almost here, and I'm so excited to take a trip with Bryn. We are planning it right now. We are heading to Macy's before we pack to grab new shoes we can wear all day with anything. I'm excited to lay in the sun with key pieces from Macy's, like my new Dolce Vita sandals and Levi's skirt. I am ready to relax and look and feel amazing. Oh, how good that sounds. Of course, I can't forget a new beach bag. I have been eyeing the collection of beach bags from Macy's, and I can't wait for you to see what I choose. Shop at Macy's.com slash own your style. Imagine the feeling of pulsing electric shocks. Sounds like a nightmare, right? While individual experiences may vary, it's how some people describe shingles. This painful blistering rash could interrupt your life for weeks. It could even force you to cancel social events or weekend plans. Over 99% of adults 50 years or older already carry the virus that causes shingles. One in three people will get it in their lifetime. Why wait? Ask your doctor or pharmacist about shingles today. So Puerto Rico is a beautiful place. It's a lush island. It's great for surfing. It's got a culture. Like you feel like you've really gone somewhere far and you don't need a passport, which honestly I do really enjoy. It's a beautiful island. The people are amazing. The food is amazing. The water, the beaches, the vibe. It's a great place. It really is. In Puerto Rico, you'll taste the influence of Spanish, African, and native Taino traditions, sometimes all in the same dish. Puerto Rican chefs and restaurants put their passion into every bite. Puerto Rico is an excellent destination for food, which may not be a well-known fact. Whether it's a five-star restaurant or local favorite spot, no one does food like Puerto Rico. No passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. I kept getting fired from job after job, and finally I was like, all right, you know what, I'm just going to like chillax, make some pots, sort of see what happens, and give up on my idea of a fancy career and a jappy lifestyle and just kind of, you know, become a potter. We talked about fitness before. We talked about faux spiritual fitness and couples who work out together and manic fitness versus relaxed fitness as it pertains to your personality. Uh, You know, I do know a decent amount about diets because I grew up in an unhealthy household as it pertains to food and exercise. And the word diet was something very common in my house. And you ripped out every magazine from Cosmopolitan or whatever magazines were popular then and promising if you eat this food in one week and it had the pictures of everything you're supposed to eat then you're going to lose weight. And back then it used to be every single person was on a diet and every single diet had conflicting 
rules. So I remember there was something that back then was called the stewardess diet, which is now would be the flight attendant's diet. And it literally had like one whole day of all fruit and then one whole day of all vegetables, then one day of beef and tomatoes, then a day you could have a hot dog and two scoops of ice cream. Like it was literally the constipation diet, the ADD diet, the let's see how stupid people are diet where, I mean, if you ate fruit all day, vegetables another day, and just if you ate pizza or popcorn one day, you'd probably lose weight because you're not going to eat 50 pieces of pizza. Like all of these crazy diets have the word die in them. D-I-E. I don't believe in the word. I hate to even say the word today, but I just having gone through so many years and so many iterations of this multi-billion dollar industry, it just brings me to believe we are so stupid. So I listen to everybody now. It's keto and I'm on the keto and I do keto. I practice keto. And keto is basically like a cousin of Atkins and South Beach and Zone. So Atkins really started where it was you could eat 65 steaks, 45 pieces of bacon, 30 scrambled eggs, as much cheese as you want, Cobb salad dressing, Caesar salad dressing, etc. You ate a fucking stick of Trident gum you'd gain 40 pounds. Like it was literally, you eat a piece of watermelon and the carb police are going to come to your house and arrest you. And you were supposed to buy these like urine sticks that you peed on because you're supposed to go into ketosis, which many doctors say is not a good thing for your body to go into. Not to mention that really is the constipation dehydration diet. Like you can eat 400 pieces of beef jerky, but you're not allowed to have an orange slice. You're not even allowed to probably have, you might be allowed to have some lemon in your water. But like, this is fucking crazy. And then years later, the Atkins diet, the Atkins diet bars came out. And these were like sort of okay, but they had some carbs and God only knows. And then that diet sort of changed a little bit more to be more sort of human. And the South Beach diet is a distant, healthier cousin of the Atkins diet. But it was basically that you could just never like combine food. So if you were gonna eat the steak, with the vegetables and the lettuce and the 10 pounds of dressing, that was okay. But on the meals that you were going to have whole wheat pasta, because white is not okay, whole wheat pasta is okay. On those meals, because you were eating carbs, you weren't allowed to have any fat. You could only have like the carbs with the tomato sauce and the vegetables, but no fat. Fat only goes with protein at those meals. Okay. So this is how the crazy, this, this is how crazy this was. Then there were other food combining diets where you're not allowed to eat anything in the morning and then you're allowed to eat fruit. But you cannot eat fruit any part of the day besides the morning. You can't eat fruit in between meals. You can't eat fruit after a meal. You can only eat fruit in the morning on an empty stomach. Incidentally, that makes some sense because your body, after it's been fasting all night, acid in orange or citrus or fruit in the morning is best digested on an empty stomach. And the food combining thing does make some sense. It's why after Thanksgiving dinner, you are so exhausted. It's not because of the tiny amounts of tryptophan you're getting in your turkey. It's because of all the different food groups that your body's trying to digest at the same time. So the machine is working overtime, which is why fasts and cleanses and juicing do have their health benefits if supervised, if you understand them. Meaning, When your body, the machine is off and you're only eating, let's say, fruits and vegetables or you're not eating animal or sugar or caffeine or meat, which is harder to digest, or you've taken it to the next level and you're doing just different types of smoothies and soups, which also calms your system because it's not working overtime to digest that food and take it to the next level if you're doing green juices or regular juices or when people do the master cleanse, which is way more extreme, or people even do a water fast, the point is 
people do heal themselves this way because the machine, which is your body, is focusing on itself versus like the energy that the machine takes to digest food. But we could do a whole other thing on that. That could be an entire podcast in and of itself, and I'd be willing to do it. So after the Atkins diet came out, maybe 10 years later, there used to be the Beverly Hills diet, I forgot. There used to be the California diet, the Mediterranean diet, the San Francisco diet. I mean, it sounds like I'm making all this up. It's all real. So Atkins is like all fat, all protein, all animal, all like clogged arteries and constipation and ketosis. On the other end, there used to be this woman named Susan Powder who had bleached blonde platinum short hair. She used to go on television with piles. And I mean, piles for drama, piles of pasta, piles of baked potatoes, piles of pretzels, anything fat free. It's fat free. You can eat fat free. As long as you eat only fat free, it has no fat. You can eat as much of it as you want. Steak, bad fat. Oil, bad. Avocado was the goddamn motherfucking devil. Okay, the devil. I used to think avocado was a sin. Like back in the days of when sushi came out, avocado was a sin. Now I literally, I bathe in avocado. I rub it all over my body and then I lick it off. So back then, avocado was the goddamn devil. But 40 pounds of pasta was okay as long as you didn't have a drip of oil in it. So if you went to a restaurant, you had to like literally take the waiter by the throat and make sure that there was no oil whatsoever made, used in the process of making that pasta. And then that was when everything became fat-free and everything that used to be Atkins and everything that was whatever became fat-free. So you'd be at food shows and anybody who had fat in their products was a loser. And anybody, everything was fat-free. And then people started promoting bread, fat-free, pretzels, fat-free. We're like, pretzels were always fat-free. You know what I mean? Like they started being like, Diet Coke is fat-free. It's like, no shit. It's always been fat-free. Brown rice, fat-free. We know it's fat-free. So that was that. And then a later happy medium was the low-carb diet. So now you were sort of back to the South Beach diet with another name. So everything is a remix. I think it was like Bill Gates said it. Everything's a remix. All of it's bullshit. I don't know what to tell you. I I could go on for days. I will go on another time. But I'm just saying, like, be sensible, okay? Have a decent relationship with food. The one rule I could tell you is do not binge and make good investments. Meaning if you are going to eat plain grilled chicken, which bores me, you can eat more of it. If you're going to eat fatty ribeye, which excites me, you're going to eat less of it. If you are PMS or you need a piece of chocolate cake, try not to eat the whole thing, but then don't have bread and wine after and during dinner. Like, you know what? Balance it out. It's checks and balances. It's the same way you spend your money. Just just, just spend wisely. Try to get an ROI. Return on your investment. And meaning if you eat something healthy, you're going to feel good or it's going to fill you up like a salad and chicken or soup or whatever. And if you don't invest wisely, then make up for it elsewhere. My guest today is designer Jonathan Adler, who is at the top of his game. He has an interior design brand of all these different products to just make your house come alive. It's whimsical. It's fun, like him, and it's a signature style. I have several pieces of his work in my home, and I truly, truly love his work. It just, it is a brand. So he's here because he has absolutely unequivocally built a brand and also built an e-commerce business, which is huge and truly necessary in this day and age. So he started out as a potter, and now he has stores all over the country. I am so excited to share our conversation with you today as we talk about how he developed his brand and he became a household name, and I hope you enjoy this as much as I do.
Hi. Hi. How's it going? I'm good. So nice to see you. Uh, So nice to see you also. I just finished a place in Connecticut and you are ever present. My daughter has those multiple color bubble bedside lamps and I have those sort of uh, mixed metal sconces in my dining room. You know, the ones that like have the the lines in gold and maybe in rope. Yeah, it's like a swirl. I've got the eye, evil eye table. I mean, almost airing on the side of buying too much of your stuff that it looks like you're in my house. I'm all in with everything. Never enough, never too much. All right. Well, heart you. I think you're amazing. I literally, I could go on. I have so many things in my house. And, and, and I think you're so creative and so innovative. And, you know, there are many successful and talented and AD Architectural Digest published designers, but you can't name that many that have an actual brand. And this show, it, the filter on this brand is not about being famous, rich, or powerful. It's about having built a brand or being a game changer, uh, you know, created an industry, uh, a maverick, started from the bottom, now we're here. So that's why it was important to me to talk to you because. I mean, I really can't think of very many people that have built a brand like yours that is constantly changing and that is obviously thriving. And it's just desirable and interesting and quality and fun. And you're kind of checking so many of the boxes. Well, thank you very much. I'm, you know, doing what I can, just trying to stay relevant and, um, you know, stay creative. Well, how long do you feel that you have been relevant? Well, it's a, it's actually a really interesting question. I started my business quite accidentally like 27 years ago. Hashtag old. And the idea of relevance is kind of interesting because I feel like I've been I've been very, very lucky that I've had a long run and I hope I'm still relevant. I mean, it's not something I think about very much. I really think about trying to stay authentic and true and just kind of follow my creative muse wherever she leads me. And I think that the idea of relevance, I think as long as you're authentic, you're relevant. Um, And that's kind of how I approach it. And evolving. And evolving. 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 Well, I know what I like, but I think commercially, which is ultimately what you're doing as a brand, I mean, you don't want to just be niche. I think you probably are more relevant than you ever have been. To me, it keeps evolving. I mean, it's been the last 10 years that I feel like it's popped off. That's what I think, but I may not know everything. Well, bless your heart. I hope that's true. That's what I really do think. So you started off by doing pottery, right? Like you're you're a potter by trade? Yeah, I started off, as I said, a long time ago, making pottery, thinking it was something I always wanted to do with my life. But of course, I'm a little bit jappy, and it never crossed my mind that I would be able to have a jappy lifestyle and be a potter. Luckily, I failed at every job I ever had when I was young. So when I got out of college, I tried to work in the movie business. And I had a very poor work ethic and very loose morals. So I would show up late. I was sleeping with my boss and everybody else in the office. (laughs) You're like J-Law in Silver Linings Playbook. When she said she got fired because she slept with everyone. And and Bradley Cooper says, well, how many people? She said 11. He's like, oh, that's a number. Uh, well, I couldn't. Unfortunately, I was. I wasn't even. I wasn't even as good as she is. I sucked at everything. So I kept getting fired from job after job. And finally, I was like, "All right, you know, what? I'm just gonna like chillax, make some pots, sort of see what happens, and give up on my idea of a fancy career and a jappy lifestyle, and just kind of, you know, become a potter." It was very like Brooklyn and Williamsburg before that idea even existed. Got it. And then 
you know, miraculously, miraculously over the years, I managed to be an actual Brooklyn-y potter and a Jap. So I made it all happen. It all came full circle for me. But yeah, I started out as a potter a long time ago and just was in my studio all day making stuff and got an order from Barney's and just filled the order and very gradually continued to get more orders and never really had a plan, never even really thought I was launching a business or really doing much of anything. Considered myself unemployed until about two years after I had gotten that first order from Barney's. I was at a I was at a party and my mom was there and someone said to me, like, Jonathan, what are you doing? Do you know, do you have a job? And I said, No, I'm I'm unemployed right now. And my mother said, No, you're not, you're a potter. And I thought, Oh, yeah, I'm a potter. And I thought, I have a career, I'm a potter. <laughs> well, how were you supporting yourself during that time? Did you come from a privileged background? Because you said Jap, like Jewish American princess, which not everyone Yeah, Jewish American princess. I came from sort of a um a nice, solidly upper middle class, but not rich family. Got so okay. I went to a fancy college and for some reason or other, all my friends were these like heiresses and they never really had to think about working. And I thought for some reason, I just sort of took on their identity and thought, well, why, why would one really have to work and cut to, I got out of school and I was like, oh, one has to work because one has to pay the bills. So yeah, so I was very lucky. You know, my parents paid for college and they were always there to help, but it wasn't, you know, dynastic wealth that, uh, that my friends had. However, I think that one of the benefits of being friends with a lot of kind of like fancy, designy, stylish people from college was that I never really developed a practical streak. And I think that served me well as a, as a designer because I, I really approached my work not from a level of like, not from a real sense of practicality or business, but more from sort of an airy-fairy artistic approach. And that's something I've managed to stay true to. Well, I think what's great about your brand and what you've just said, though, is so if I design something, I like it to be not too taste specific. So I then can accessorize with things that you make and have those be the moments versus like every single thing I have being like, making a loud statement. So I think that that's where your brand is amazing because if you just need something to just make something look fun, lighthearted, special, designed, it, it kind of comes in with a lighting fixture, with a with a vase, with a piece of furniture, a pillow. So I think that's really something that's amazing. I know you you have obviously major pieces of furniture and I own them, but I think that's a cool a cool element about your brand. Well, you know what that really comes from? I had a I had a very groovy grandmother who was sort of an anti-main type of person. And I remember I would go to her house and she had fabulous taste and I would pick up an object and it would be completely riveting and um, inspirational and transformational. I would like pick up a sculpture off the table and say, where's this from? And she said, oh, it's in Denmark. And I found this jeweler and he made this thing. Or, you know, I was in Mexico and I went to a, an ironsmith thing. And Moments. She just had fabulous inspirational moments. And I think that I've always strived to be the dude who makes the stuff that the next generation of me's will pick up and be like, oh, this is cool. This is inspiring. This makes me want to make stuff. So, you know, I hope I'm making the stuff that will sort of be weird and provocative and trigger people's imaginations 
And my real goal in life is to sort of battle the basic. That's interesting. Mother's Day is May 12th, and Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Macy's makes it easy for your little ones to buy a present for you for Mother's Day. Bryn loves to shop but sometimes has a hard time figuring out what to get me. I have confidence that Macy's Gift Finder will be a great guide for her. Something for everyone at every price point. Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas, it's so easy to shop. You can shop by price, category, or gift lists, like for the mom who has everything, gifts that are already wrapped and ready to be gifted, and gifts for grandma. Plus, Macy's has top gifts like Beats headphones, digital photo frames, Polaroid camera, and Samsung Smart TV, the frame. Head on over to Macy's.com slash gift finder for the perfect inspiration for Mother's Day. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com strategic. That's oracle.com strategic. oracle.com strategic. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Do you retire things or limit production so people can't get it anymore? And do you still have like the, the basic classics that everybody wants? Like, do you strategically do that? Uh, I'm the absolute worst. I wish I could say that I was more varsity in my strategy. And I know I should be at this point, but you know, I kind of just, I do a lot of stuff intuitively and what feels right. So I might retire some stuff if I'm sick of it, uh, or if I still love it, I keep it around. It really, I'm sort of the, 
the arbiter of what stays and goes. However, talking about my company, my business, what my brand, whatever you want to call it, makes me realize what a kind of junior varsity person I am in that I never really have had a business plan. I've never really been as strategic as I should be. And perhaps that's what I hope keeps me authentic. I didn't ever have a, really have a business plan, but I am very strategic. And what would you say your brand is in the elevator pitch? <sighs> you know, we call our brand kind of modern American glamour. And okay. it's really, it, it's a reflection of the fact that my design is, I hope, modern. You know, I always am trying to push the envelope, make things that are new and forward thinking. I think that my work is very American mm-hmm. in that totally. I am very American dude. I love this country. I love this sense of optimism and possibility that is uniquely American. And so modern American and glamour, because I think glamour, I hope, is at the core of everything I do. And glamour is one of those funny words that people throw around, but can't ever really define. It's sort of an ineffable thing. But I guess to me, glamour means being memorable. You know, so yeah, modern, new, American, optimistic, glamorous, memorable. I love it. I get it. And it's true. A little retro, I feel like. So many designers, many very successful designers have made mistakes. I'm talking more in fashion, the way when I'm thinking about it in my mind and who I'm thinking about, have made mistakes in that they're amazing, brilliant designers, but not amazing business people. And that they, some of them have made the mistake of thinking they're good business people. And some have made the good choice to have amazing business partners who are literally just business guys or gals and they're the designers. So do you, it sounds like you know what you know and you know what you don't know because before you were explaining that you're JV in certain ways. So it sounds like you know what you know. Do you consider yourself to be a business person in addition to a designer or really just a creative and you need to have the right people around you to do the business? I've become an accidental businessman. You know, it's not something It's not something I even understood at all going into this. I didn't even know what an invoice was. I was an extremely airy-fairy, impractical person. And over the years, I've, of course, had to learn how to navigate the world. I'm the same, by the way. Shocking to people. Yeah. I'm the same, by the way. I'm sure. I think that's as it should be. I don't think you can be you or you know, where you're like, you're weird. You know, you're this one-off thing. You can't become that weird one-off thing by being a business person. You have to just be you and then learn the business as it unfolds or else you wouldn't be able to be you, you know? But over the years, of course, I've had ups and downs and I've had fabulous business partners and unfabulous business partners and businesses evolve and they're sort of like living organisms. And if you were to take a snapshot of my company at any given time, it might be I might have the perfect team or I might have the imperfect team. Right now, we are killing it. We have an amazing team. How many? Probably like a hundred. That's a lot. I'm not surprised because you have a massive business. And where is everybody? Um, And right now, because of the pandemic, where is everybody? We're in far-flung locales doing everything virtually and, you know, managing to keep it all together. And P.S., as it relates to the pandemic, I am an extraordinarily lucky person to be one of the few who hasn't been destroyed by the pandemic. And, you know, I, I certainly don't take it for granted. And I really don't know what I would have done had I been, say, 15 years 
younger and earlier in my company where like I didn't sort of have the scale or the support to weather this. You know, I don't know what I would have done if I was like a small business owner during this time. I probably would have been like, if I was like young, younger and um, at that stage, to be honest, I, I think I probably would have been like going in every day and like, and defying all orders just to keep my business alive. I have tremendous sympathy for small business owners who are not going into their store. You know, it's a really, it's a really tough position. And I think as a small business owner, I really understand that uh, business is war. It's really meaningful. Building something is extraordinarily difficult. I feel awful for all of the small business owners who are being decimated and I'm happy I'm not in their shoes. And I really honestly don't know how I would have handled it. I think I probably would have been pretty bold and defiant. I think I would have been. Yeah. I think, I I think that's a reflection. Yeah. Business is war. You know, I think, I think that if you have a small business, you know, whether you have insurance, whatever you have, you're still kind of a little bit of a warrior. And I think that that was an important part of my journey. And I, I feel awful for people right now. That's awful. so well said. I'm glad. I honestly, I'm glad you said it. We haven't talked enough about it. Do you have partners in, in this business and this brand? Um, I do. I do. And that was something that I kind of developed over time. You know, I sort of, I've had the good luck and smart luck to find people and resources that I need to continue my journey. Funnily enough, the main focus though, for me has always just been creativity. So I kind of see my whole thingy as a, as a very selfish endeavor in that my goal in life is just to make groovy stuff and keep doing it as long as I can and um, finding the resources and ways to make it all happen. So, you know, I see my business as more of a means to an end Mm -hmm. than an end in and of itself. Well, there's so many people that listen here for brand building and business. Do you feel that you still have control and, you know, you've got, if you have partners, you've had to give some either control or some obviously percentage money IP away. And what advice do you have to people? What, what sort of mistakes have you made? What has been good about it? Because what's odd is that I get a lot of um, emails and messages from people asking me, they tell me how much money they're making and they tell me the piece of their business that they have and what they're paying themselves a year, but someone wants to come in and take part of it. And should they take some money off, you know, then you get a pile of money and get some money off the table and you know, the drill, it's like a mini, I'm like the mini shark tank all the time. So how has that affected you? Because I I own 100% of the Skinny Girl IP and the brand, which surprises people because I only sold the cocktail portion and now my non-compete is up. And so I'm going to launch another cocktail, not with Skinny Girl because I don't own Skinny Girl. And for a decade, I was still involved because uh, I was still a spokesperson. I had a back-end deal. So um, in owning 100%, it's been a conversation. I actually had the conversation with Mark Cuban, who's been on here, if I would sell part of it and what the reason would be and what I would use the money for, et cetera. So do you have control and how do you feel about having other people involved and what was that decision like and that journey to do that? Oh my God. I was so happy to get other people involved because I hated having all the responsibility myself. So I started off, it was me a lump of clay, which is essentially just earth, water, and fire. You know, it's like a, like making pots is 
extremely elemental and basic. It's primitive even. And I was quite primitive. And to go from that world in which it was just me, mud, fire, and water uh, to this world I'm at, I feel incredibly grateful. And every step of the way, the more people I've brought in and the bigger my company has become, the happier I am to give up um, a piece of it and, and sort of acquire a merry band of co-conspirators in this journey who all share the responsibility and the passion. You know, I felt when it was me, fire, water, and clay, I felt really overwhelmed by everything. So the journey of having people who are as invested in this and in, in, as invested in me as I am in this has actually been an incredibly fabulous emotional journey, not to get all like whatever. No, it's cool. But you know, when I first started, it was, it felt very overwhelming and very frightening. Suffocating. Yeah. So I'm thrilled to have, to be a part of a team now rather than to be a one man band. Wow. Okay. So it's been positive because you're as a designer, it seems like you've made the right moves and the right choices or got lucky or a combination of all. So it's been positive. Like you're happy with the partnerships and you are happy that you gave away a piece of your business to, for the greater cause and to really blow it out and build it. Oh my God, totally. And I think that's more a reflection of who I am as a person. Like I'm not a gambler. I don't really like, I hate gambling. In fact, I don't really, I'm sort of risk averse Mm -hmm. and my genuine like priority in life is to make groovy stuff. Like that's what occupies my brain. And you need to be able to be free to do that. And this gives you the free, got it, I get it. Yeah, and so if I if I was spending all day and night worrying about like business and banks and risk and blah, 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 I think it would really impede my ability to do what I do. I agree, I get it completely too because it's something that takes up so much bandwidth is taking you away from what you really would like to be doing. And it's been, that's, I've had that experience too with having now having good business managers, doing a show on HBO Max called The Big Shot with Bethany and finding someone that I would like to be me. I don't want to have to have all these ideas and think about all these things. I want to sometimes be the talent and not be the CEO. Sometimes be just free to be doing my podcast, talking to you, and not be thinking about the 7,000 things that I'm thinking about because I'm yeah, – anyway. Who, who, needs, who needs the Michigas? Yeah. You know, there's enough Michigas in the world that like – you know, for me, it's like, do I, would I, <laughs> do I want to be Jeff Bezos or do I want to be me? I'm sure he's like loving being that rich, but like that ain't my focus. My focus is on making groovy stuff. And yeah, you know, I'm also a lucky dude in that like, I'm gay. I don't have a huge amount of responsibility. It's just like me, my adorable husband, Simon and our cute dog, Foxy. And, you know, I don't, I just don't have that much responsibility. So I think that my focus can be <laughs> being creative and probably being really selfish. I'm awful. I was going to say, there should be a product of yours that like says the word selfish on it. I don't know what the, what the piece is. I know, is. right? Yeah, I, I think, think every you should have product a signature, is. I think you should have a selfish signature piece. What is your favorite piece of all of your work? And what is your favorite thing to do? Oh my God. Probably, probably whatever I've made most recently is my favorite thing. But if I had to say, perhaps it's like I make this groovy vase called a Dora Mar vase. I have it. It's thank you for your custom. I appreciate I it. I have the one that also that has painted on it, not just the one where it is the face, but you have the faces painted on it. That was, I think, an H&M moment. Yes, I did that. Yeah, exactly. I think that piece is a real reflection of me at my best, which is I hope I make things that look 
kind of like they were always just meant to be. And like, I really sort of channeled them rather than created them. And I think that's what that vase reflects. Like it's, you know, it, it, it came almost out of you. Lo- it kind of just came out of the world and I was merely there to unearth it. Yeah. I mean, that's how I think things should look. I think things should look completely effortless, like they're just there. But unfortunately, nothing is ever that simple. But so, yeah, I think, I think my work at its best looks like so obvious that you just think to yourself, like, oh, how could the world have ever not had that in oh, it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mother's Day is May 12th, and Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Macy's makes it easy for your little ones to buy a present for you for Mother's Day. Bryn loves to shop but sometimes has a hard time figuring out what to get me. I have confidence that Macy's Gift Finder will be a great guide for her. Something for everyone at every price point. Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas, it's so easy to shop. You can shop by price, category, or gift lists, like for the mom who has everything gifts that are already wrapped and ready to be gifted and gifts for grandma. Plus, Macy's has top gifts like Beats headphones, digital photo frames, Polaroid camera, and Samsung Smart TV, the frame. Head on over to Macy's.com slash gift finder for the perfect inspiration for Mother's Day. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, snag a job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Are you 
decisive because the way that I look at design and the way that you design when I look through a lot of the pictures, it's like cooking. You could easily use cilantro, basil, or parsley in a fish recipe with olive oil and garlic, and it would be, be great all of those ways, and you just have to make a decision and keep it moving. And so when I look at the design, some of it seems like crazy, accidental, ends up looking good, and I feel like it's a little bit like cooking where decisions pick, pick a decision and keep it moving. It could have been blue, green, yellow, doesn't matter. Just then go to the next thing that goes with that. That is like the smartest thing you've ever said. That's exactly what it is. And yeah, I am super decisive. And one of the fabulous things about being a an applied artist versus like a fine artist is that I have just a ton of things on the go all the time. I have to make decisions constantly about, you know, anything from a sofa to a chair to an interior to a pot. Blah, blah, blah. It's not like I sit there and, you know, contemplate the next brushstroke I'm going to take. And I think that pace of decision-making and being decisive, I hope gives my work a feeling of freshness and clarity. And I think things shouldn't be overworked. I always think about hairdressers and how really good hairdressers are pretty quick. And they understand that like, you kind of just got to like start cutting and go and not think too hard about it. And I think the same applies to design. It applies to cooking, to business, to life to everything. I agree. Being decisive and quick. I agree. And people at home are listening. And I'll say that, for example, my girlfriend, she's been obsessing over what to do with her kitchen for like a year and then obsessing over when to organize her closet. So I'm like, just p- pick something and keep it moving. It ain't that deep. There could be seven things you could pick and then nest around that. Move stuff around. Use things you have. Like, I took a bench that's outdoor furniture in my house. It's been outside for six months. And I just took it and I, like, wiped it off. I'm like, that would be good behind my couch just to hold a candle. Like, a lot of different things work. You have to start looking at things differently. Uh, when I used to go to Ikea and find these planters, I was like, oh, they'd be good for kitchen utensils. Like, and everything you already have in your house is something you probably could use in some different way. I use Ziploc containers for my daughter's crayons and markers and buttons and extra pieces. And I use the clips from binder clips for chips if I'm out of it. Like everything can work in different ways if you just open your eyes, I think. Totes, especially Ziploc bags. Oh my God. I I can't even talk about it. My adorable husband, Simon, his dad had a great saying, which was about just how you have to make a decision. He said, look, everything has to be some way. So just make a decision and move on. Like, don't be paralyzed. You know, it's going to be what it's, you just have to make a decision. Everything has to be some way. If you've ever done a co-brand, I would like to do whimsical permanent Ziploc bags that have like where that snap thing is neon or something and says on it makeup. And so it's like a more durable Ziploc bag to put inside for your toiletries or things like that. That would be just like, you know, something we could do. Yes, that's a great idea. You like it? I want it. Need it. I love it. Right. Or the Ziploc containers. We can make our own containers and I could sell them on HSN. Anyway. Totes. So think about it. <laughs> think about it. What does someone get you as a gift? People must be so intimidated by getting you a gift. I hope nobody ever gets me anything because I'm like, dude, I have enough stuff. Like, if, like, just give it straight to Housing Works. But I, I'm like that, but I don't like not getting, I'm a gifter. I'm a, are you? Yeah. Well, thank I'm a gifter. God you are. If you need to buy a gift, you can just go straight to jonathanadler.com. But if you need to buy a gift for me, don't bother. I don't want more stuff. Not even if it's food or something like that? Except for food, of food. course. Okay, so we'll get a different gift. Food. Okay, great. Food. Yeah, all I do, I eat and eat and eat, and I work out and I work out and I work out. And I'm like a hamster on a wheel, eating and exercising and eating and exercising. It's a disaster. What but do yes, you, food. that's noisy. That's food and exercise noise. If you exercise just a little bit less, then you wouldn't want to eat as much. But that's a different uh, conversation for a different day. What do you give as gifts? 
And do you give I your give, own brand? Do you give Jonathan Adler always? Always. Okay, good. Yeah, of course. I, you know, I sometimes I'll encounter like a designer who doesn't wear his own clothes or, you know, who doesn't live with his or her own stuff. And I'm like, well, then why are you inflicting it on the rest of the world? Right. Like, if you don't love it, don't make it. Right. That was like a housewives moment when the woman she by Sheree wasn't wearing she by Sheree. Not that it really Oh my God, existed. she by Sheree is, I talk about she by Sheree every single day of my life. And I'll tell you why. When she by Sheree was launching her first collection, she like <laughs> hired collection. a designer. Yeah, collection. She hired a designer. She got like all the samples made and she was getting her samples the day of her show. Sounds and normal. she got them and she was like, she was like, wait, this doesn't look like I thought it would look. And she got all upset. And I was like, Sheree, obviously, like the samples is the very first step in a very, very long, arduous, analytical massaging process. It's an edit. It's the edit. It's the book that's now in the edit. Oh, dude, it's like the develop. It's like people say writing is rewriting. Designing is redesigning. Like get the first sample sucks. The tough part isn't coming up with the design. The tough part is getting the first sample, seeing how much you hate it. And how and it then, feels like, and tastes and everything that's wrong with it. Exactly. And you're a person who comes from a place of yes, but still, you know that samples are shit. They're shit. And you need to like, you hate yourself. You think, oh, I screwed everything I up. But then you got to like roll up your sleeves and say like, all right, how can I fix this? How can I make the proportions better? Why don't the materials look good? Blah, 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 blah. And she by Sheree is emblematic of a current challenge in our culture, which is everybody thinks they're brand, everybody thinks they're a designer, nobody wants to do the actual work. Oh, that's totally true. And I guess I was going to say, She by Sheree has never been emblematic of anything until this moment. <laughs> and yes, She by Sheree is emblematic of that. I literally talk about She by Sheree. Every housewife brand ever, <laughs> ever launched. Well, many. Um, wow. Well, uh, it was so good talking to you. I think you're wonderful, and I'm so proud of you, and I think your success is well-deserved. And I honestly congratulate you and just wish you the best of everything. I appreciate you coming on here because you're an amazing company, I will tell you that. We have good, good stuff going on. 100% right back at you. Ditto on all of the above. Um, You are fabulous, and this was, like, such a great chance to like really bro down with you a hundred percent it happens where i know people but never really get to talk to them about these things and i love that part about this yeah like i've known you forever we haven't had a proper bro down so i'm glad we did me too Um, and i hope more to come so jonathan adler is really interesting because he just kind of created a job a career and a business and a brand out of a passion And I can relate to that because I'm a person who tried to be an actress, wasn't really that good at it, didn't feel natural at it because it wasn't me just being me. And being a host wouldn't be me because that also felt sort of stagey and scripted. So just being me ended up how I started my career on television. And I just like that he loved doing pottery. He didn't do well at working. And so he thought, you know, he was sort of, possibly going to fail. He didn't know how he would succeed, which I can relate to and many of us can. But when you just are good at something and find a way to hone that skill and find a way to market and monetize that skill, it's amazing. And, you know, he really just took a passion and then just was selling those items and realized that they have some value. And then what you do with that is really important. So he just 
went one step at a time in his trajectory and really created a signature brand. You understand exactly what it is when you see it. He knows exactly how to describe it in an instant. He really doesn't stray from the line to which all things adhere. And I mean that when you have a brand, you should be able to describe exactly what that is in an elevator some, to somebody. And 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 you may want to later uh, elaborate, but I know that my brand and Skinny Girl is is practical solutions for women. And in the Bethany brand that I'm just launching uh, in eyewear soon is elevated solutions for women. So you kind of get it. And with his brand, he could describe it to you, but I would say it's uh, fun, whimsical, not taking yourself too seriously design and, you know, high quality and colorful. And uh, he could describe it better than I could. But with each business that we talk about and with each person who is definitely a success in their own right in some way, you can piece together your own puzzle for your own business and your own brand or your own life. Just everybody has these life hacks and life tips about uh, just their journey. So that's kind of what this whole thing is about. I appreciate you listening and um, I hope you enjoyed it. So please remember to rate, review, and subscribe Just Be With Bethany because it's kind of how we get feedback and stay at the level we're at and get these amazing guests and have these interesting conversations. And it just really helps. The interaction is helpful to us. And to find out exactly who you are, that gives us an insight into who you are and what you want. So thank you so much as always. Have a great day. Just Be is hosted by me, Bethany Frankel. Our managing producer is Fiona Smith, and our producer is Stephanie Stender. Sarah Katnack is our assistant producer, and our development executive is Nayantara Roy. Just Be is a production of Be Real Productions and Endeavor Content. This episode was mixed by Sam Baer. To catch more moments from the show, follow us on Instagram at Just Be With Bethany. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. 
We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org.